Hi, you're listening to Apparently Not, the parenting podcast that tells it as it is, not as it apparently should be. I'm Amy. I have a cheeky 13-month-old baby girl called Layla. She's just learned to walk and she's exploring everything, every corner of the house. I work full-time as an in-house legal lawyer. And I'm Angela. I have a six and a half month old little girl called Gabby. Um, and this week is her first week of daycare. Um, oh which means my I've, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's been. Who cried that would more, be... you or Gabby? I think I cried. Well, I cried more because dad dropped her off at daycare. But I definitely cried the night before and the morning of. And I cried oh. after I'd done my makeup for work. So I was like a mess. <laughs> And, poor thing. Oh, oh no. And and how was it? Um, well, I thought it was pretty traumatic for me. She was okay until she got mm. to daycare and then and then my, my partner tells me that she cried when when, you know, he handed her over to, to the carers at the daycare. And then he said, Oh, it was a lot harder than I expected it to be. And I said, What well, did you expect her to not cry? And just be like, Okay, bye, Dad. <laughs> six months old that is but, a yeah a huge yeah. step for, for for all of you that's oh, such a big step but I don't know it's good to be back at work because I haven't you know I haven't been at work for about seven months now so it's good to get paid you know it's good <laughs> not to be not to be unemployed anymore um so that's good and it's you know I guess it's good to have an adult conversation um but I miss her I miss having her at home it's just oh, Everything sure. changes after you have a baby. It just work doesn't seem to be as important anymore. But obviously, you have to do a little bit of both. I think. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you feel this way. I feel a bit like I'm split into two. Mm. Um, so, so this week I've I'm not fully back at work. Um, so I've been working full time, but uh, all completely from home for the last six months now. And and finally, our work has said you know, come to work, uh, come to the office two days a week. So mm. I've started doing that. And even just those two days away from her, yeah, I feel like I've left part of myself at home. <laughs> oh. It's, uh, it, I, so I can't, I can imagine just how hard it would be for you. But, um, but you know, congratulations and well done. Thank Good job. You. That is a huge milestone. <laughs> See it that way. Thank you. I think so. So, so that was my low of the week. What about you, Amy? Did you have a high or low for the week? Oh, look, I think uh, just going back to work, you know, has been a huge mm. change to my to my daily routine. So I guess in a way for me, it was like a half, you know, half, half. It's nice to go back to work, but mm. you end up really missing your baby. Yeah. Yeah. Well, without further ado, let's get straight into our episode. What are we talking about this episode, Angela? So this week we're talking about all the wonderful and terrible things that happen to your body after you have a baby. It's like you've just endured nine months of cooking, 
this little baby in your tummy and you think, boom, my job is done. But no, you've still got a lot of wonderful things that you have yet to discover about your own body. I sense just a little bit of sarcasm there. (laughs) Just a bit, just a bit. Yeah, but no, absolutely. I think what I found was... You know, for nine months, I was reading up all of these books and material about, you know, what to expect during the pregnancy. And then then there's this chapter about the birth. And then it's just all about how to look after the baby, you know, Mm -hmm. day one, Mm -hmm. one week, one month, what to expect, you know, from the baby, what you should be doing. And there was very, very little information about how to take care of yourself after Mm -hmm. birth and what you can expect from your body after birth. And I just feel like that that's a bit of a gap. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, definitely there were a lot of moments after the birth that caught me off guard. Um, and, And I think hopefully the point of this episode is we can share some of those moments so that other mothers out there uh, who have yet to to go mm. through the birth yes and are not are not and, horrified yeah. <laughs> and when they find something you go what the hell is my body doing <laughs> that's right so what was one of the first things that you noticed after after giving birth what was the first like what the f moment well Okay, I'm not going to hold back. You know, that's the point of this podcast, right? So straight after birth, go uh, leaving the birthing suite, going into kind of my own room. And then I went to the toilet. <gasps> and then I looked down. And first of all, you look down, but, but all you'll see is tummy because... Straight after birth, your tummy still looks like you're about That's six true. months pregnant. Except I was so it just disappointed. Droops. <laughs> oh yeah, there's no elasticity about it. It does not just bounce back, and it just kind of hangs there like this mm. sad balloon. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you look down a bit further, and you see your vagina, which has just gone through. You know, allowing this, <laughs> this whatever, three kilo baby through it. And what it looked like, oh my God, it still gives me nightmares, is um, that the two <laughs> sides just almost look like two balls oh hanging there, God. black and blue. <laughs> oh, this is so bad. I never looked down. I never looked down. I'm so glad I didn't look down because I would oh, be so you traumatized. Didn't, you didn't have the curiosity to... No. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, look... Everyone who's listening, maybe don't look down then. But Amy, how <laughs> long? Because there's nothing pretty down How there. <laughs> long were you pushing though? Because were you pushing for a long time? Because I, I pushed for like a short time. So I don't think I actually had any of that. Were you pushing for ages? I pushed for maybe 20 to 30 minutes. So oh, not that's not that long. Time. Yeah. But just the fact that they had to stretch to allow a baby to come. Wow. Through. Okay. Yeah. <gasps> That's so terrifying. that is my first WTF moment. Um, what about you, Angela? Well, not so much a body thing, but I had the catheter in and I've never had a catheter mm. in before. I, mm. I don't know about you and my, my epidural had worn off and I still had this catheter bag attached and it kept catching. So every time I would get up to like move around, it would like catch 
pouch and the balloon at the tip of the catheter would like pull against my bladder and it's just the weirdest feeling it's the weirdest feeling and then it took I think I had it in for like half a day almost a whole day after like no, no a whole day afterwards and no one came to take it out and then when they finally came to take it out you just you feel you can feel the entire catheter coming out of your coming out of your it's just like the weirdest feeling I imagine I've never passed a kidney stone but I imagine it's probably kind of like that but not as painful cringe just listening to that that does (laughs) not sound in any way a pleasant experience and was it do you think it was a mistake that they left it in there for so long oh I think they were just really busy which is which is totally fine um but I just wasn't expecting to sort of feel to you know to feel the entire catheter coming out so that was a fun experience okay so so what uh lesson there is you know if they haven't taken your catheter out maybe remind them because while you've got it in there you can't poo which is the thing that you have to do before they even let you leave the hospital which you know that is that is I think that's like the biggest hurdle after pushing out a baby is pushing out pushing out a baby absolutely oh okay yes I was going to bring that up but (laughs) since you've mentioned it um yeah that was probably one of the most traumatic experiences I had postpartum so I Mm. was warned you know, the doctors did warn me and she even prescribed um, this laxative, which I was taking and everything was fine. So then I stopped taking it. And then the first poo after that, I think I must have been on the toilet for an hour and I was (gasps) making all sorts of howling noises. And, you know, my (laughs) husband and my mom were on the other side of the door going, are you okay? Do you need help? And I'm like, yes, I do, but not your help. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that was not fun. So I think, you know, uh, maybe keep taking those laxatives and prunes are your best friend. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I took some. I took, like, laxatives every day for, like, a week. Um, oh, man, it's just I, – I think I was more fearful of it, but because I took the laxatives, it was fine. Um, but I don't know about you. I definitely had hemorrhoids, and they are still, they are still like, sort of there – all the ones that you get when you're pregnant and then when you're pushing you just like push them all out and then it takes a long time for them to go back where they came from oh yes i I was lucky enough not to get hemorrhoids but um for for a very long time after the birth i was in so much fear and anxiety every time i had bowel movement not only because that in itself was so difficult but also each time I was really scared that I might bust my stitches. So mm. I was scared of pushing, but then really needed. Oh, it was, <laughs> it was not fun. <laughs> Everything down there, I think we can sum it up as, you know, not, not, not much fun at all. Um, I think there are actually these things that you can buy, um, these, these seats that is just in a ring oh so the donut can, donut cushions exactly exactly and I think you know in hindsight maybe one of those might have been good because definitely in the first week or two it was painful to sit down yeah because you had the stitches that's right yeah that would have been yeah. I can't even imagine um, and I think I resorted to having a quick shower every time 
after going to the toilet because it was just oh you must have been so clean <laughs> yes all right let's move a little away from from that part of the but, body wait, wait one, one, one last thing yes i think that this is why you know all of the things that happen to our bodies after we give it this is why i think asian cultures have it right mm. you know how they have the what, what's it called the lying in yeah the confinement period afterwards where basically you just lie in bed and someone brings the baby to you <laughs> and then someone brings you food and then takes the baby away and puts the baby to sleep like yes. this is what this is what is missing but I think there's also a lot of downsides to that, right? Because I heard that you can't shower. That's right. During the whole, mm. yeah. And you're basically eating a very limited diet of things that are meant to make you lactate and, uh, and <laughs> don't necessarily taste very good. So I think, look, a healthy balance between the two where you are treated like a queen. I think mm -hmm. we definitely mm -hmm. deserve to be. But um, we have the freedom to, to eat what we want and to shower yep. when we like that would be the perfect combination yes. in my in my mind um yes now moving slightly yeah away from that part of the body um boobs, mm. boobs. i noticed in the first week that when the milk started coming in these things just became like creatures unto themselves where you know they were two gigantic great oh yeah that just just constantly leaked and like were as hard mm, as a rock mm -hmm. um and i was i i looked down and i thought is this what i'm going to uh yeah. have with me for you know for as long as i breastfeed feed which is actually not the case it was just a few days and then they actually mm, did settle mm. down but yeah that did catch me off guard did, did that happen oh to yeah you? absolutely and i got really freaked out because i got lumps in my armpits so i got lumps like oh. the size of oh, i don't know what kind of fruit the size of like a small mandarin in both my armpits and i later found out i, I was like what on earth is this and then they would go down after i breastfeed and then fill up after a while of not breastfeeding so they were actually breast tissue so they were just like auxiliary breast tissue in my wow. armpits and it was so uncomfortable because at night time I couldn't put my arms down by my side I had to sleep with my my arms up in the air like an idiot and then wow oh, it was so sore do you know if this is common or quite rare? oh I look I'd never seen it before so I, I wouldn't say it's very mm. common um I think you just like some but it can yeah happen. some people just get like an extra bit of tissue and you know that extends from the tail of the boob because the, the boob is kind of mm. like a tadpole like if you look at the actual shape yeah. anyway so I was in the shower and in, in like a hot shower squeezing my armpits trying to milk <laughs> trying to milk <laughs> milk out of my armpits <laughs> It was oh the weirdest. Boy. It was the weirdest it's thing. The but imagery coming out of this, yeah, this episode. Luckily, <laughs> luckily that settled down. You know, as as you know, your milk supply normalizes. That settled mm -hmm. down and went away. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't want to scare anyone. Like this, I think this episode is all about just sort of debriefing on everything that happens right but it's not all bad because during this entire time you have your new baby and that is wonderful oh, yes. and your baby is precious and it just makes all of these terrible things just all worth it doesn't it oh absolutely yeah and and you know as you're for as long as you're breastfeeding I found my skin to be flawless oh. and 
Yeah, and um, and obviously no periods, which is also a plus. I got a random um, one. When did you get your period? Did you? Yeah, when did you get yours back? Mine only came back about a month or two after I stopped breastfeeding. Oh, okay. Because I got I got a random one, but I think it was probably just a just a what do they call it? Sort of a non ovulation, just a random bleed, mm, and then okay. and then nothing else. Hmm. Yeah. So, so you know, there are some pluses. Yeah. Oh, one one thing though that I I did know to expect, but it still caught me a little bit off guard. Just how um, bad it was was the hair loss of mm, our Yep. Did that happen to <laughs> yes. you? Yes. Oh my god. My husband calls it my hair temple. The house is now my hair temple. <laughs> it's just everywhere. <laughs> oh, I think you just have to keep reminding yourself that. That is all the hair that didn't fall while you were pregnant and then for the first four months after because it, it can be quite scary when yeah. you, know, you just end up with like this clump of hair in your hands when you <laughs> put your hands through yep. your hair. It's really sad um, though because I know it's supposed to, you're supposed to go back to normal but it just doesn't feel as, I don't know, it feels less than I had before. Yeah, it, it, look, it does grow back which is where I am at the moment. Oh, and it's good. also not fun because I have all this baby hair just <laughs> popping out everywhere, giving me this very weird little fringe. So I'm, you know, wearing a headband now everywhere I go. Um, but there you go, it does grow back. So, yeah. <laughs> um, stretch marks. Did you get any stretch marks? I didn't because you know what? Because you sent me that wonderful cream. I can't remember what it's called. Mm. And I used that religiously throughout my pregnancy. Um, so I didn't. But like I, 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 you know, I later I heard that it was probably more genetic. Like if your mom didn't get mm. stretch marks, mm. you probably weren't going to, no matter how much you spent on creams. But you know, I, I, I was really lucky. Um, yeah. I get stretch marks on like on my thighs and other places. Though. I, don't, I don't know why I didn't get any. Did you? get any i i was lucky enough not to this time around i maybe because of the cream it, the cream was nice though i just felt nice when you were you know massaging and all and and mm. i think what that also did was um it it um you know i now have this habit of moisturizing after a shower ah. from from those months of you know being pregnant which is good because i used to never remember to moisturize so um so i think you know that's a little bit of self-care that i think is very very important um both pre-pregnancy now you're making me feel bad i don't moisturize (laughs) i moisturize like my arms and legs but i don't moisturize my belly oh it just feels really weird (laughs) (laughs) maybe i need to start doing that you should you should it deserves moisturizing like any other part of your body yeah i mean if I moisturized myself as much as I moisturized my baby, you know, the amount of lotion I put on her, I think I would just, I would have baby-like skin. What, what else did you notice? I mean, I think the, um, the first few weeks, obviously, there's a lot going on. Um, mm. Anything else that, that, that you experienced in those first few weeks? Well, I... I know I had a lot of like lower back pain, Mm. which I wasn't expecting. And just like overall, I I just feel like my joints now, my joints are just not as good as they used to be. Like maybe maybe it's because I'm getting older. I don't know. But I did a lot of baby wearing. So like a lot of wraps and, you know, a lot of baby carriers. And she is a 
big baby so the more I did that the more like my lower my lower sort of sacral joints would start to hurt and my lower back joints would start to hurt and it's like a really sharp kind of uncomfortable pain um not only that but now I find that if I kneel down on the ground to be with her and I need to get up again it takes me a while for my joints to like (laughs) unfold from the piss just like an old person I'm just like an old person when I get up in the mornings now so that could just be aging that might not be related to the baby (laughs) that you do have to take particular care um, especially in the first kind of weeks after giving birth because there's, there was all this relaxing going around your body and these hormones that were mm. um, loosening the joints, right? To, to allow That's that, right. uh, the, you know, the, the hips and, and, and um, the contractions to uh, let the baby through. So a lot of that is still around and maybe your joints are all still a little bit loose. And, and during mm. those few weeks, you have to be really careful not to... Uh, carry very heavy weight for example or Mm. you know bending down too much to lift things to lift the baby for example just really watch um, the postures and the positions you put yourself in Mm. Um, for us you know my mom gave me that advice so we went out and bought a a a changing table and a bath that Mm-hmm. Um, what came that it was a it was a changing table and a bath that was two in one so that the bath was raised mm. and we didn't have to yeah. bend over to give the baby the bath and I, I felt that's that, really yeah, handy that 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 helped a lot so something to keep in yeah, mind yeah absolutely we washed Gabby in the kitchen sink which really ah, helped yeah, yeah which that's really perfect height well. <laughs> yeah it is um so can I tell you about the thing that surprised me the most after after having a baby? Please do. I found having sex for the first time to just be like the worst experience ever. It was base. It was literally. <laughs> it was like I was re-virginized, and it was like losing your virginity for the first time. It like I always thought, and maybe that's just you know sort of people joking around. But I always thought after you had a baby that things just stretched. And there was more room <laughs> and, you know, like there's just like a lot of more room and it would just be more comfortable. But it like it was really painful. And like we actually yeah. we tried to have sex the first time afterwards. And this was like months after we I had the baby and like I couldn't finish. I was like, no, this is no, just <laughs> we'll revisit this another night. Yeah, look, I, I mean, I totally agree with you, but I think also a lot of it was um, mental for me. There was oh. a lot of anxiety, you know, a lot of uh, like because. I'm assuming this is when Gabby's asleep, right? Because that's the mm. only time. And, you know, you're like, okay, is the baby asleep? Oh, I just heard the baby move. That That's not mm. conducive to a romantic environment at that's all. That's so true. And, um, and you know, you're, you're kind of anxious of how it's going to feel and, um, you know, whether things are going to ever go back to normal down there and all of these things going through your head and didn't feel sexy at all. <laughs> Oh man, like if this happens again for the next baby, like there will not be a third baby. <laughs> I am not going through this a third time. Um, but yeah, so that was what surprised me the most. 
did you find did you find that there was anything else that changed for you that you wanted to talk about oh look um let's just say that you know before giving birth i had high hopes so so point to make here is that um I have a very different body shape to Angela. <laughs> I am quite flat-chested by, uh, you know, um, by nature, and I was hoping and hoping and <laughs> got my fingers crossed that through having a baby and all those hormones um, surging around me and then breastfeeding that I would actually end up with bigger boobs. Mm. Now, that did not happen. Oh. So when, when just after I gave birth, like I said, I had these huge grapefruits. Um, as boobs and and you know even as I was breastfeeding, I, it, you know, they they were quite um, quite a lot larger than before. But it surprised me how much my body changed as a result of pregnancy and birth. Then it also surprised me mm. how uh, well the body can get back into how mm. it was. It's it's just astounding, you know how stretchy. <laughs> our bodies can be because yeah they bounce yep. right back to to their former shapes um and sizes so that was a bit well, of a disappointment look, Amy, if me. it makes you feel any better if it makes you feel any better I feel like my boobs are not as big as they used to be I feel like Gabby's just sucked the life <laughs> out of me like they used to be yeah, it, yeah. Um, after you finish breastfeeding you will see just uh the the effects of breastfeeding because they will sag a lot more than they used to oh man I'm not looking forward to it they already feel like if I think back about when I was young and everything was perky and everything pointed up Mm -hmm. things do not point up anymore things are pointing down nothing points up anymore Uh -uh. (laughs) oh man look there has to be something good right out of out of all of this you know, bad stuff. There has to be some good things that come after having a baby. I have heard that one of the good things is if you tried really hard to have, you know, your first baby and it took you guys a long time, the second time might not actually be as long. So from from what I've heard, people, you know, people that have struggled to have their first baby because their body sort of, I don't know, maybe their body learns how to get pregnant and how to carry a baby that the second time, sometimes it takes a lot less time to fall pregnant so that's a positive well that's good although I don't know at some some points um, sometimes I don't really feel like I want another one but (laughs) at least that's good to know (laughs) I will keep that in mind (laughs) no but look I think what I've learned throughout this is the fact that there is so little information out there about you know what to expect of their of our bodies mm-hmm. after birth and how to take care of it is quite reflective of the fact that people kind of forget about the mothers mm. once the baby is born you know all the focus all the attention is on the baby yes. for a good reason but i think the mother still has to make sure that they give themselves enough time and to care for themselves and for their bodies because their bodies have just gone through an amazing mm. journey and done an amazing job and really deserves to be taken care of. Um, and, you know, and, and I think there are some things that you can do even in the very little time you have once you have to take care of a baby as well. Moisturizing is yes. one thing. Try and find some time after the bath to 
you know, give your body a bit of moisture. Anything else for you, Angela, that you, any tricks that you could pass on? Oh, look, I wouldn't call this a trick, but I found that um, when I was breastfeeding, I was so hungry and so thirsty. So I would leave little snacks for myself throughout the house. There'd be like a little snack on mm-hmm. the couch, a little snack by the bed, and just like a water everywhere. Yep. And yep. I found that, you know, I could just eat and eat and eat and because you're because you're breastfeeding, it just all somehow gets transformed into milk. Yes, that's I love that part. Yes, <laughs> that, that was no guilt. Part. Exactly. Absolutely. And it's like I can have this yes. chocolate bar. I'm breastfeeding. Of course I can. I can have this cookie. I'm breastfeeding. So that's definitely a pro as well. Um, that's a huge plus. Yeah, and also getting you know getting your husband to do some of the heavy lifting or your partner or whoever you have with you. You know. Yeah, it's a great opportunity to get them, look, if they're not already, to start learning some housework <laughs> and uh, get, you know, get more uh, adept at it. Exactly. Um, and what other tips and tricks can we think of? I also heard this one about looking after your pelvic floor. So, you know, yes. lots of women, we don't really think about this, just like how we just think about the baby after birth. We sort of forget about our pelvic floors. Um, but it's so important, especially as we have more children and as we get older to make sure that our pelvic floor, which is a massive muscle, is, you know, you train it just like you train any other muscle in your body. So I don't know about you, Amy, but I did some Kegels when I was pregnant. And then afterwards, I kind of just like forgot about it a little bit. Mm, When really, mm. I think I should have, I should have kept practicing that and also done a bit more bracing. Um, What I mean by that say like if you go to pick up a pram right you've had your baby you're going out for a stroll and you go to pick up your pram and it's really heavy like you're supposed to brace your pelvic floor and then lift whereas most people sort of lift and just let everything sag on their pelvic floor mm. at the same time, which is not good. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm guilty of, of not bracing every time. But the, the, physio, the physio said to me, you have to brace and you have to practice mm-hmm. your Kegels if you want to have good pelvic floor function as an older lady. Yes, absolutely. No, that is so, so important. And pregnancy can wreak havoc to your pelvic floor. And, and you know, some very unlucky ladies do experience incontinence and, and that kind of thing. And kegels can help a lot. So I think kegels is one of those things that you don't need to be pregnant or, or have just had a baby. It's just one of those great things to do no matter at what age. Um, and yeah. It's, yeah, it, it won't do any harm, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. They've got those fancy eggs that you can buy that you, like, insert in your vagina. But, like, there's no need to do that. You can just practice at home. <laughs> you don't need to yeah, buy Gwyneth Yeah, yeah, I might give egg. that one a miss. <laughs> one thing that um, I'm not sure is available everywhere but was available to me in Singapore and which I found to be absolutely fabulous was this thing called Jamu Massage, which is this postnatal massage where um, the masseuse will come to the house and uh, and you know give you like a full body massage but um, but it's all designed to help you know help you uh, release tension in the muscles that tend to be overworked Mm. uh, as a mother's 
um, but also to help the skin kind of get back wow. into shape. But also to, um, you know, uh, around the tummy area to kind of move things back to where they need to be. <laughs> what do you mean move things yeah, back? Like, in, you know, in, in, inside, you know, like because oh um, everything's kind of been moved around when your baby was in what, there. So this, but this it, is just moving your internal organs back to where they need to be. Well, I don't, I don't know exactly what kind of magic they're doing, <laughs> but it feels really nice. And then, well, and also, you know, as they're kind of massaging the, the stomach, they're trying to help the skin um, tighten up. I like that. And, you know, yeah, and go back to its original shape. And they will also help massage the breast area to unclog any, um, any clogged wow. uh, ducts. Yeah, it's just, it's this really relaxing, but also uh, just a really great massage that is designed specifically for um for new mothers mm. and they will end it and this sounds a little bit medieval but they will end it by binding this cloth around your middle oh. as um they say to to keep you in shape so that you know you're not slouching mm. and 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 to kind of help um again to help your stomach get back into shape so yeah so if wow. that is available and maybe do a little bit of um research but whether it's jamu massage or any other kind of massage i just find it to be a, a bit of dedicated time for yourself because you cannot be disturbed when you're in a massage and you know and and you are so tired and you know you're using your body so much um mm -hmm. that yeah that that i found a massage just helped so much to uh to relax myself mm, and to make me feel a little so bit nice. more revived mm. that sounds so nice so look to finish up why don't we say what else since you know since we've gone through the whole postpartum period and the recovery period what would you say is your top tip for say if you have some someone visiting like what could they do to help what can they bring to help um and i have to say that my favorite like whoever comes over and brings food i'm like you're my mm -hmm. you're my favorite person <laughs> and then someone else will come and bring food i'm like no you're my favorite person so food is like like my go-to oh I, I yeah I would totally echo that so um, whether it's food or a food voucher like you know a grab or a, sorry like an uber foods eat uber eats delivery voucher anything that means you don't have to cook mm -hmm. um, or you know maybe you come over look maybe not everyone will feel comfortable doing this but if they help say clean the dishes or do the laundry or do something mm. right around the house that that um that you would love to find time to do but can't i think yeah yeah i think that's a lot more practical than than a lot of the gifts that you traditionally received around that time like toys and baby yeah. clothes you end up with so much of that but yeah, just a, a plate. And while, you know, while you're so grateful, mm. like when I was, a, I think a couple of weeks out, I had a friend come over and she she just held the baby. Yeah. And then, and then I sort of potted around a little bit. And I was like, oh, 
I'm going to go have a nap. Yeah. <laughs> and I had a nap and it was the best. It was like literally the best thing. And, you know, all you have to do is come over and bring food and hold the baby. And it's it's just the, the best gift you, you could have give a gratitude mom. forever. Yeah. So I think that's all I have to say about postpartum, Amy. Do you have anything else to add? Look, all I want to say is look after yourself. I think our experiences that we've shared, you know, we had really, really lucky, um, smooth births and our recoveries were Mm. very, very smooth as well. Um, There are mothers who have gone through emergency C-sex and have gone through, you know, 48, 60 hour plus labors that 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 will have a far longer and difficult recovery journey. And those people more than anyone else should really give themselves the time, um, but also just take care of themselves and really, really um, put more focus on on that and mm. not just a hundred percent of your attention on the baby which which we tend to do as new mothers so exactly and you need you need to be able to look after yourself so that you can look after baby that's, exactly right you put your own oxygen mask on before you put the baby's oxygen mask on that's you know one of the most important pieces of advice And I think that's all we have time for. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope you guys had a really good time. And remember, no one really knows what they're doing. We're all just figuring it out as we go along. And that's okay. Apparently not was made by us, Angela and Amy, from our living rooms after our babies have gone to sleep. Please don't forget to subscribe, leave us a comment or email us. You can find the address in our show notes. We would really love to hear from you. Until next time, thank you so much for listening. The content of this podcast reflects our personal experiences and opinions only and is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical or legal advice. If you have any concerns about you or your baby's health, please seek professional medical advice from a qualified healthcare provider.